Farm go! What's up? Yo. Yo. You ever just like... Power. I, I, it just like glitched out when you said the first word, like the FBI is listening to us and doesn't want me to know what you're talking about, so. Oh, hello? Start again, hi. So you ever just like get in the shower and, uh. Sometimes. You're there. Just yeah. like showering. You're yeah. all like in your glory. I'm aware of the phenomenon, yeah. It's just, just you in the water. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, out of the Do ether. A record. Out of the ether. <laughs> appears some sort of like multi-legged small being a spider. in your in your creature. It doesn't or in your in your presence. In your creature, yes. It it doesn't have to necessarily be a spider. In this case it was an earwig. And then all of a sudden it becomes you and this creature, mano a mano. In like your rawest form. That was me today. You win at least? Fuck yeah I won. What the hell? In the Take trials over. of man versus insect in any territory, uh, in this apartment. <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like insects win a lot. I win. I win. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Uh, hey, Clover. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you. My hair. I just cut it two days ago. So. Oh, I want to see it. Hold on. It's, it's, hey, it, everybody. It looks okay right now because I I finally had like ten inches to cut off to donate, so I did that. But I did it myself. So like if oh. I'm not wearing a hat, I kind of do. You remember the? I think it was like a Starburst ad or a Skittle ad where it was like, berries and cream, berries and cream. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like how my hair looks right now without a hat. Uh, I'm going to this, uh, uh, the salon, the barber shop tomorrow to get it actually trimmed up. But right now it looks pretty good with a hat on. Just like when I don't have a hat on, I look like a Puritan. Have you taken your hat off on stream? Uh, yesterday I had it in a man bun. Oh. But no. And I'm not okay. going to take it off on stream. Okay, 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 okay. okay. I refuse. That's fine, that's fine. But I was I, gonna ask, but I figured if you hadn't yet, I wouldn't. Yeah, no, 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 no. Just wearing the hat. But yeah, I cut it off, uh, donated it. Now I just, uh, getting a trim tomorrow. Nice. It's, uh, kind of nice to have, uh, hair that I don't have to... I mean, it's still longish, but it's not, like middle of my chest long anymore which kind of was getting annoying yeah yeah a little bit less maintenance yeah definitely welcome to the <laughs> ruining movies your hair <laughs> podcast where we talk about my hair and shower uh, combat and shower combat important shower <laughs> combat welcome to shower combat the podcast where we teach you the listener how to combat in the shower so I was in an interesting scenario today. Episode one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Here we go. Here's your first tutorial. I was in an interesting predicament today. This specific yeah. insect was an earwig and it was, okay. I, I have like two shower curtains, like there's inner curtains. so many earwigs lately I've noticed. Yeah. They're going off. Yeah. So there's really an are. inner shower curtain and an outer, outer shower curtain. Okay. And it was between them. Betwixt. betwixt. And, uh, <laughs> I, uh, had to strategize what to, how to handle the situation. So yeah. my solution, as the caveman that I am, one fist inside the shower, one fist from outside the shower. Oh, nice. Sandwiched his ass. Were you holding on? Did you have stability? No. Showers are a killer, man. Yeah, well, like I said, no bug is going to best me. If anything, it will be the shower that You, you will down. best yourself. Yes, only I can defeat me in man against bug. 
That is fair. Fair, fair enough. Uh, all right. Well, that was uh, episode one of Shower Combat. Um, <laughs> time to move on to our second podcast, our secondary podcast, our least important podcast. Uh, hi, everyone, and welcome to Ruining Movies, uh, your live podcast on Twitch.tv. We are currently being beamed out into the galaxy and then back to your personal device, bouncing off of Jeff Bezos' bald head as he is in space and coming back to you. I'm sorry, but did you see the stupid cowboy hat he was wearing? Never mind. Um, no, I actually didn't watch that. I didn't either, but I just saw he was wearing a cowboy hat, and he was saying very poetic things like, "This is we all have one Earth to live, and we need to blah, blah, blah. It's like, just go back to space. I don't care what you have to say. <laughs> um, but anyway, welcome to Ruining Movies. Uh, this is the podcast in which we ruin movies. Uh, well, with the help of you, audience, um, this week we are covering... Christopher Nolan's space epic Interstellar. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I always forget how the intro goes. But anyway, before we get into ruining Interstellar, we got some news to talk about. We also got to talk about what we've been watching lately. And also, chat, if you guys have been watching anything cool, uh, let us know. And I totally lied right now. I want to do another little segment right before we do the news and stuff. Um, okay. Um, part of the yeah. intro is introducing us. I keep forgetting to <laughs> introduce ourselves. This is like the third episode in a row. Hi, your hosts for tonight are me, Zach, him, Shane. Me. Let's do the podcast. Let's podcast. Is podcast is like a verb? Let's podcast this bitch. <laughs> yeah, is, can we, is podcast like an adjective, a verb, a noun? Can we just make up all of these things? Uh, an adverb. Um, all right, so this new segment doesn't have a name, but I, these are comments taken from our YouTube. Uh, I actually, um, if you don't follow our YouTube, go to Ruining Movies YouTube, go follow it and subscribe. It's good stuff. You can find clips from the show. Um, this, uh, clip I posted would, was, would you watch a colonial slasher? And we actually got some pretty interesting ideas off this. Uh, there was people in the comments kind of talking about like how they would do their own colonial slasher. Um, and if there was any colonial slashers we missed, so... I kind of want to go through them because some of them are like pretty cool ideas. Um, okay, yeah. So this first combat, com- combat, God, shower combat, <laughs> shower combat, shower <laughs> combat. First, uh, first comment was, uh, I wonder if Sherlock Holmes and Watson ever investigated a string of murders. That would be the ticket. Figured a smart slasher from back in the day would never get caught, like Hannibal Lecter of old. But to actually have a detective good enough to solve the mystery, like. Uh, Morgan Freeman and Kiss the Girls and or something like Alex Cross, I guess, would be a pretty cool idea. Uh, which I agree. Um, yeah. Like, I didn't even think about that when we were talking about it, I think, two weeks ago. But, like, a Sherlock Holmes-style, like, horror film, like, where he they're mm-hmm. actually, like, because I know, like, Sherlock Holmes, like, books can be pretty, like, uh, dark. Um, mm-hmm. Like, getting a dark Sherlock Holmes where they, like, are actually, like going after like a slasher or a serial killer yeah it would be really cool i played uh one of the sherlock holmes video games and it was kind of like that in a way a little bit on the darker side with like slasher stuff involved i I would love something like that i think that'd be sweet right yeah so uh mac carter on youtube good idea i really like that idea I, i i would love to see something like that um Someone else posted uh, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Vampire Slayer. I totally forgot about that movie. Did you ever see that mm-hmm. movie? No, but I heard great things. I've never I've heard, heard a bad was... thing about that movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I just heard it was a lot of fun. I, and I think mm-hmm. I did see it. Um, but I don't know if it says anything that I don't remember it. Um, but, I mean, yeah, definitely. Uh, someone else said Sleepy Hollow. 
Can't believe I didn't remember that one. That's a oh, great yeah. film. I love that movie. Um, Johnny Depp. Why are you so young in that movie? Yeah, that would be because that came out of, like in the nineties, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah, Tim Burton. Um, and then there was this one film that I have not seen that I'm very interested in. That was the last comment, which uh, was from Hell, which is based off an Alan Moore book, a graphic novel, I should say. Um, that is, that yeah, it's about. It says uh, the synopsis for this film is Inspector Fred Aberleen is determined to track down Jack the Ripper in Victorian East London. As well as his sergeant, Peter Godley, Aberlein is helped on the case by visions he has while high on opium. And, and, oh, yeah. You know, it's an Alan Moore story. Oh, and uh, yeah. adding urge, urgency <laughs> to his investigations um, is unfortunate. Um, there's also, like, potential Ripper victims, too, that, like, he's falling in love with. That sounds like a sweet movie. Um, I've never seen it. I've never heard of it. It had a budget of $35 million and was created is this, by... This is also Johnny Depp? It is. Is it really? They, <laughs> Johnny Depp was really uh, cast as a certain role back in the day. <laughs> so I know I've seen, like, what would you call this? The image of it? Like the poster? Yeah. I've definitely seen the poster, but I've never seen the movie. I, that sounds awesome. It really does. So, definitely uh, we had mentioned Jack the Ripper when, when in the conversation. It's cool that, uh, thank you. You yeah, too. yeah. So that's what I want to say. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, if you're listening to us in the future, thank you for commenting Noted. on the YouTube posts. Uh, there's a lot of people. Um, I would say 99% of it is like cool people, and then there's the 1% of YouTube that always sucks. Uh, but mm. the 99% of the people who do comment and like give us movie recommendations or give us their own ideas, thank you so much. Because honestly, like I, the, when I saw the Sherlock Holmes uh, idea for like a slasher film, I was like, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Conversations. Let's talk movies. We love movies. You love movies. Let's talk about it. Uh, so let's talk about, let's move on. Let's talk about what we've been watching this last uh, week between episodes. Uh, Shane, do you want to start us off? Um, It's not that I don't. I just really haven't watched anything cool. Okay. Okay. Like, I haven't watched watch anything Fear not Street. cool. No. No, I no. haven't really watched anything. I watched Interstellar. Okay. And I watched the Loki finale, but like yeah, beyond we'll that, that I I really haven't watched anything. I didn't even watch Fear Street, which I said I was gonna do. Well, the good um, news about that now is like you can watch all three of them. Yeah, gonna yeah. probably grind those out soon. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Said that so, last week. That's yeah. So uh, I can talk about <laughs> Fear Street Part Three without spoiling it, and, and uh. I will say, after all three came out, um, I think it hit exactly how I thought it would. I, I thought it was nice. a great, great series. Um, not perfect films in any way, but not bad. I think um, all together, I'd give like the series a solid seven. Nice, not and bad it, for three whole movies. Right, right, and I would, I would honestly say it. They probably it, it, it's a weird thing. Um, so a couple things about Fear Street that I found out. Uh, First of all, this was, if COVID didn't happen, they were going to do Fear Street in theaters, theatrical releases, like, month a month apart, which I think that would okay. have ended poorly for them. Um, yeah, uh, that sounds risky. Because that's like 60 bucks <laughs> to go see three movies. Yeah, that's true. So, um, I'm glad they did the Netflix thing and they did week weekly because it became like a more of an event. Um, and also, this series, it got better throughout, like, each movie got better. Like, the first movie, I'd probably give, like, a six. Uh, the second one would probably be, like, an eight or nine for me. I thought it was actually really fun. Um, and then, the, like, okay. the last one would be, like, a seven. 
but it was still really good and um they really weaved the story together well um i know the director said they want to make an mcu of horror films and i'm just like don't say that please <laughs> but i mean i'd watch more I'd... oh man <laughs> yeah but, uh, but i'd watch more fear street that's what else i'll say um okay so yeah i think you'll like it i think you'll like it and anyone who hasn't watched it okay. yet and does want to like watch some horror films uh they are like an hour and a half each so like you probably shouldn't been binge them all in one day um that's a lot of content but if you I mean, want to do like other stuff with your day <laughs> yeah you do you if you do that uh that, that'd actually be kind of an event that'd be kind of cool um but i it's cool i kind of hope uh, we get more events like that uh from streaming services in the future like uh, uh yeah it was cool um nice uh what did else it come did with anything special because you watched it on day one or anything no i don't think so <laughs> I didn't get like a special, special like you did it like, souvenir <laughs> or anything. I don't have like a cool avatar on Netflix. Did it? Does Netflix do that? Like if you watch a thing, a you earn it. You, oh you get God. a new like em- emblem for your for your name. <laughs> Netflix now has achievements. <laughs> watch all three Fear <laughs> Street in the first three weeks. Do you remember um, back in the day on Xbox, you could watch Netflix with watch your parties. friends, yeah, and you could like sit in a fake movie theater with yeah, your avatars. Yeah. <laughs> I miss that. I do too. I I actually uh, saw a clip on TikTok uh, this last week of like a bunch of people like in VR sitting in a movie theater watching Space Jam, and I was like, wait, I want to kind of do that. That kind of sounds awesome. Yeah, that would have been sweet. sweet. Yeah, I don't even care if it was Space year. Jam. Part two, I would have still. I don't know what's this Space Jam Part two. I think it's just Space Jam two. Part two. I don't or think it's Part two. I don't know what it's called. Redo. <laughs> Redo. Um. But anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah. VR theaters seem kind of sweet. Um. Uh. Yeah. Okay. What else did I watch? Uh. I watched uh, American Horror Stories. Both first two episodes. They're hot garbage. Nice. I can't wait for this week. Um. <laughs> It really is a love-hate relationship with the series with me. Like, the first two episodes were literally just Murder House. They literally, okay. like, didn't change anything. Angsty teen in Murder House with a par- uh. with a, a parents who are fighting. And then a friendly ghost kind of murder ghosts. I'm still okay. I'm still in it. I'll watch, the, I'll watch whatever. The first two are connected. <laughs> um, the third, we're getting something new. So I'll watch it. I, I mean, like I said, hot garbage. But, uh... That's kind of what you expect with American Horror Stories, and that's why I always watch it. It's hot garbage. Everyone needs some hot garbage in their life. I don't watch, like, Love Island or anything. I just watch American Horror Stories. Yeah, it's like you could be watching The Bachelor. Yeah, which everyone are. else in my house does, so I watch American <laughs> Horror Stories. Oh, man. I love that I play video games with your brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, okay, uh, I watched Tenet 2. The hot second garbage. Tenet? No, the <laughs> They make a second one. I'm gonna be pissed. The roommate. The, the tenant. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I was, saw was, the that movie the was Discord. that movie was I haven't bad. Seen that. That movie did was. Did you watch bad. it because we were watching Interstellar? I did. I which didn't help my watching of Interstellar because I was pissed because I watched Tenet and then I watched Interstellar because both yeah, Christopher okay. Nolan films. Um. Yeah, not good. And I, before anyone comes at me <laughs> saying, you just didn't understand it. Oh, I understood the movie, and it was bad. I get what they were doing. You can watch the movie backwards and forwards, and there's time things, and I don't care. 
I was talking to our friend Tevis about this, and I, I think uh, I, I'll just say this. Um, I know a lot of people like Christopher Nolan films. I'm not going to say he's a bad filmmaker because I don't think he is, but there's a lot of things he does that I'm not like the biggest fan of. And um, the, one of the bigger things is like not being able to hear dialogue. <laughs> and my yeah. God, uh, you can't hear that. And like everyone's speaking and mo- like everyone speaks like they're doing a monologue. Like they don't really speak <laughs> like they're having a conversation. <laughs> like one of the good, like, I think best lines of Interstellar is like, we looked up at the sky, wondering where we can go, and now we just look at the dirt, wondering where our place is. Like, it's a good line, but, like, no one speaks like that ever. Like, if one of my friends was sitting next to me and said that, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> the only, like, real moments in this in Interstellar, I think, are when they're in space. Yeah, we'll talk about it when we get to it. But it's just like, I, I, it's, Tenant is like all of Christopher Nolan's like worst parts of his filmmaking. Like the way too complicated plots, the really like super unbalanced audio levels that he says he loves to do because it's more realistic. And just like, this is my last thing I'm going to say about Christopher Nolan that I really don't like is that all his characters have to be cool. Everyone's the cool guy. Right? I mean, we, we, when we talk about Interstellar, we talk about that too, but, like, there's never, like, a not cool guy in a Christopher Nolan film. Like, everyone's just a cool guy. Which, yeah. It's it's fine, but, like, I just don't want to watch a bunch of cool guys catching bolts <laughs> with guns for two and a half hours. Um. So, yeah, I watched that. And uh, I feel like I watched other stuff. I'm still watching Supernatural. I'm on season oh, now seven I'm now. About, now I'm thinking about Inception. There isn't anyone in that movie who's not a cool guy. Every movie. Every Christopher <laughs> Nolan movie, everyone's a cool guy. Even if you think of the Batman series, everyone's a cool guy in it. Even, like, Lucius Fox, who's, like, supposed to be, like, the nerd, like, who creates all the gear, is, like, Morgan Freeman, and he's a cool guy. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. That, that's what I watched. I was going to watch, actually, more Christopher yeah, Nolan films. Uh, Supernatural is just Supernatural. I honestly, it's weird. I think Supernatural is getting better with time, which you doesn't mm-hmm. usually happen. I said that. Yeah, it really is. I'm like season seven, and it's really stupid, but like really fun. I like. <laughs> there's some. I think I talked about this last week. They just had an episode where they came into the real life, real world, and they had to pretend pretend to be like their actors. So like, Dean had to pretend to be Jensen Ackles, and uh, Sam had to pretend <laughs> to be Garrett, and or Jarrett. I don't know how to say his name, and it was really funny. <laughs> That is uh, hilarious. Yeah, so they really they're they they're going all out. I don't even care. It's they, they, Supernatural suffers from the X Files thing where um everyone loves X Files but doesn't care about the main story they're always trying to push through. Like there's like an X Files, there's like the whole like <laughs> shadow government and smoking man and stuff. And like whenever one of those episodes comes on X Files, I'm just like, Alright, I'll watch it, but I don't care. Can we do the monster of the week thing, please? <laughs> And, like Supernatural is does more Monster of the Week things than like their main story, but like their main story thing, I'm like, ah, okay, I don't care. <laughs> Monsters, please. Um, but it's yeah. great. I'm on season seven. I'm not even halfway through it. I don't think there's still <laughs> eight more seasons to go. It's done now, right? Though. Yeah, it's it's done. That move, that show. I almost called the movie. That show ran from like 2003 to 2020. That's yeah. so crazy. Of course it got better with age. Look at what they had to work with. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is true. Um, But yeah, that's all I watched. Uh, Like I said, I was going to watch more Christopher Nolan films, uh, but I didn't. 
just, uh, I think Tenet really just made me not want to watch anymore. Because I really wanted to do a dive for this episode. Be like, why? What's my reason I don't like Christopher Nolan films? I have to come with, like, an actual, like, argument here. And then I watch Tenet, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. I just... Well, I'll watch Interstellar. <laughs> Tenet made me like Interstellar more, but also hate Christopher Nolan more. So, hate's a hard word. Uh, let's go... Let's move on to the, some movie news. Um... To a strange trailer that actually made me tear up that I sent you about an hour ago. Uh, was it Heels? No, it was the Jack- Jackass Forever trailer. Oh, it made you tear up? Yeah, it's just so nostalgic. It's like they're old oh. now. Yeah, it made like, me laugh a lot. I'm very it, excited it for it. It made me laugh a lot, too. It just The thing with Jackass is like we grew up with them. True. Uh, first of all, which is weird to say. And like, whatever you can say about the Jackass guys, they are a wholesome group of people. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. They're awesome. Like, unfortunately, the things going on with Bam suck. Um, hopefully, he gets better. Uh, but like, Stevo and Knoxville, like, they both have had like rough parts in their life. But like, together with their friendship, they've made it through it, and have be like, they're really wholesome people that are like yeah. good things, and they're really funny. Uh, That's what um, I want with my friendship with you. <laughs> yeah, except I don't want to do anything that people in Jackass do. Yeah, I don't want to fall on my head or get hit by a truck or a bull or anything. <laughs> right. I will have to say this trailer, like, it does not seem like they are holding back at all. Like, mm-hmm. they are old now. I think, um, what is it? Steve-O has the line where it's like, as long as you're getting concussions under 50, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Luckily, um, Knoxville's 49. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, goodness. Yeah. Um, so they got a couple new additions to the Jackass crew. Yeah, I saw. Uh, um, I saw Eric Andre in there. So yeah, I don't know if he's. <laughs> I think he's just like a senior, like like a an honorary member. member. Yeah, they always do that you know, in films. Yeah. Yeah, but like as far as like what I saw on Stevo's YouTube for like the two new members that are in it that I can remember yeah. is Zackass. Who I've seen him a bunch. Snack he's ass. like the the other big dude. He's nice. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's cool. And then Poopies. And <laughs> recently, <laughs> Poopies, who I now subbed to on YouTube, he's hilarious. Would recommend. Yeah. Uh, he that so Jackass is gonna be on Shark Week. I saw that. No What's one's been on bitten that? on Shark Week in thirty years until That's Poopies. About to change. Okay. <laughs> <So> Poopies. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, uh, Steve-O and Knoxville were like, this dude's gonna be fucking famous because of this shit, because this is, like, the most extreme thing ever, and yeah. uh, it probably was. I watched this video, would recommend, it's about seven minutes long. The Poopies oh, yeah. channel, check them out. Yeah, okay, I'll definitely check that out. Um, I, it just looks great. I, I honestly think, uh, when this comes out, I think I might pull out my projector and I just have, like, a bunch of people over. Jackass watch party. Yeah, just Jackass forever. Try to get everyone together because I mean, that's like we grew up with. We grew up with Jackass. Like this was mm-hmm. something we all like. Every time I'd hang out with someone, it was like after midnight we would be watching Jackass. I saw the third one in theaters with my dad. Nice. That's that awesome. Weird? Not, not, not really. <laughs> um, I like I said, Jackass is wholesome. Like I think our first episode ever, we talked about like. The parallels before t- between like modern dirt day like pranksters on YouTube and like Jackass mm-hmm. and like they just don't have the heart and they just don't realize like Jackass only ever really did it to themselves. Yeah, like true. you don't fuck with other people. Yeah, you, um, you put yourself into a mountain of dog shit. Or 
<laughs> into a room with a bear covered with honey. Oh my god, that looks so ridiculous. Uh, yeah. And it's so funny because like Steve-O now has this YouTube and this podcast and all this stuff, and I'm like a fan. So yeah. I see all these jackass guys going on here and just being like, man, this shit was some shit. Like yeah. this was a terrible, terrible thing. And now this movie's coming out, and I'm like, man, you guys are fucking committed. And now I'm they watching really this are. bear charge at Aaron McGee. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm reading uh, this. There's a Reddit thread for this, and there's the first comment is uh, the treadmill ne- stunt near the end uh, with the band instruments was the one yeah. that put Knoxville and Steve-O in the hospital just two days into filming. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. It should it should be good. We also got the uh, poster, which I think I really actually like the poster. I kind of want to get it. Um, I don't know why that link's not working. Ah, oh, there it is. It just takes a bit. Um, uh-huh. it's, it's nice. It's minimalistic. It looks cool. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and theaters October twenty second. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, some people never uh, learn. Uh, it, it. I guess Knoxville also had a brain bleed during this film. Yeah, that's what I heard. And uh, someone else also got bitten by a bunch of sharks and needed an emergency surgery that's to oopsie. save his hand. Oopies. Jesus Christ! That was his video. <laughs> Well, I guess Boobies. he did an emergency yeah. surgery to save his hands. And look. Yeah, he got fucked up. Yeah, sharks. He had a bunch of torn arteries and uh, ligaments. It was it was really brutal. Have they but learned nothing right from now. Shark Week? Yeah, dude. They were on Shark Week. Got bit by I, a I shark. Know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to watch that. Um, That's so good. All right, so let's move forward. Uh, still in movie news, uh, Antonio Banderas has joined Indiana Jones 5. Yeah, I'm actually reading this thing right now, and I I just don't know what to think about. I don't want an Indiana Jones 5. Yeah, um, why I'll, is there another Indiana Jones 5? But I gotta say, the cast is pretty sweet. Um, and James Mangold directed Logan. Yeah, and like Mads Mikkelsen's supposed to be in the new Indiana Jones, which he like better Mads be the villain. Mikkelsen. Yeah, um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, uh, Boyd Holbrook. Um, Harrison Ford. Harrison, uh, yeah, obviously Harrison Ford. Uh, now Antonio Banderas, which I like him in like most things. Yeah, is this the one where Indiana Jones dies? I hope so. I hope they don't try to do a six because I feel like every time there's an Indiana Jones, um, Harrison Ford almost dies. Because I'm pretty sure he almost did, like was put in the hospital for this one. Um, it says little is known about the plot, but an onset video revealed that Nazis are back. Okay, makes sense. My favorite antagonist from (laughs) the Indiana Jones series. My favorite villains to get their ass kicked. Um, With his history of playing villains, might Mickelson be cast as one? I feel like that'd be weird. Let's hope so. Yeah, I was gonna see. I, I, like, I know that's like typecasting Mads Mickelson, but he's such a goddamn good villain in everything. Like, I want him to be a villain. Uh, yeah. Like he was great in Hannibal, he, just he he is like actually like terrifying as a villain, um, and also a great actor. Uh, but yeah, so we're getting this. I don't know when we're getting this. Um, hmm. I think th- somewhere in this article it says a little bit. We'll more premiere on July 29th, twenty two, according okay. to this article on Collider dot com. Okay, so. It could be so like a year out. Um, 
There was some more in this article. I'm trying to find it back. That like said like it was also gonna be like a flashback or something. But I, I don't know. Maybe it was another article I was reading. Which is like I like I read that I was like, how are we gonna do a flashback with Harrison Ford? Yeah, with old ass Harrison. <laughs> like, right. He's like, how old is Harrison Ford right now? Mmm, 70s. 79. Woo! Zingdom. I was gonna say, he's like in Blade Runner, one of my favorite movies of all time, and he's like, like, young there, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. He's getting uh, up there. He's doing great. Oh, wait. Indiana Jones 5 seems to be set during 1969. That sounds okay. so weird, or at least a portion of it. But even that feels weird. When like, was the the last one set? Crystal Skull. Uh, that one seemed modern day. So does that mean we're not gonna get a uh, what's his face back? Well, they were. He was at the nuclear test site. Yeah. So that's like. Oh, you're right. So that would probably be. Okay. So okay. And if the movie is set in 1969, that means them. Uh, I'm reading this off of IGN. Then that means the events of Indiana Jones 5 will take place 12 years after the events of the the series of the fourth installment, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which was set in 1957. Okay. Okay. Then, okay. So, so actually, cool. that kind of does make sense. If it's like that, would make sense for old indie. Yeah, it's maintaining the Indiana Jones continuity. Okay, that makes more sense. That makes more, more, way more sense than it being in the modern day. I don't know why mm -hmm. I thought that was weird. Um, okay. Yeah, okay, I'm a little bit excited. I it says know. it will conclude the Indiana Jones journey. I really hope it Thank does. Thank goodness. I really hope it does. I hope it stays true to that. Oh um, my gosh. I hope it's just like a Harrison Ford passion project where he's like, I just really want closure for this character before be, I'm too old to do it. Talking about uh, Logan, it would be really cool if that's like kind of the route they went with this. Like really old indie. Just yeah. like the last, like dark. Yes. Give me Logan, Indiana Jones. And... <laughs> Indiana Jones. And... That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like he, he has to fight another Indiana Jones in the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, uh, what if he has to fight Hugh Jackman in the end of the movie? <laughs> it's, it's, it's how uh, Disney's going to introduce Indiana Jones to the MCU. <laughs> it ends with Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm putting together a team. I'm putting together a team. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on um, to another... Um, I, I guess this is in the same kind of genre as Indiana Jones. Uh, Army of Thieves poster. We got it. Which, it seems like we're getting a lot of Army of Thieves things really quick. Like, I thought this movie wasn't supposed to come out for like a year or two. But, uh... Yeah. We got a poster, and I just want to talk about... I don't even want to talk about this this long. It's just, uh... The, <clears throat> the poster is not that great. Um, More safe, less zombies. That's what yeah, I want to talk that's about. exactly the fucking story. That's it. Log the log line, uh, a little bit uh, 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 above the center of the poster is more safes, less zombies. Ah, <laughs> that is just uh, that, that's a different way to say the title. And if you know what the other movie is, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. When yeah. I say, "Hey, Zack Snyder's got this new movie coming out. It's called More Safes, Less Zombies." <laughs> Wouldn't you know what it was the follow-up to? Uh, like, immediately, you'd yeah. be like, oh, it's the follow-up to Army of the... Of, 
of of zombies. There was some <laughs> some comments under the poster that I thought were kind of funny. Um, people were like, "Oh, so we're not going to get the unexplained robot zombie story?" I was like, "Why would we? Like, we're not going to get any story." Maybe they're going to steal robot parts. Maybe. Somehow uh, I doubt it, though. I think they're going to steal the T virus. I think you were onto something. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> but it says less zombies. So does that mean there's no zombies? Should it be fewer zombies? Is that grammatically correct? Well, I, yeah. I mean, I think if it doesn't have any zombies, it should say no zombies. But this just implies that there is zombies. There's just fewer of them. Yeah. So well, I don't, that I, leads I, me to believe it's going to be what you said. Last seen T virus released on Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, God, we'll see. They're going to take the money, go to Vegas, fuck up, leave. And then the, the main German character is going to forget that he did that. Yeah. It's going to be the hangover part four. <laughs> yeah. Give me the hangover with zombies. That'd be more interesting. <laughs> um, uh, this comment I just want to read before we move on. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised how uninteresting Army of the Dead was. I can honestly say I'm super excited to not watch this when it comes out. I thought it was just <laughs> funny. Um, I, uh, so, okay. When is this coming out? I, I feel like Ooh. I'm going to watch it. It's like, you know, when you stare into the void. <laughs> going to come out and I'm going to watch it. Just so I could be more mad. Uh, 2020. Wait, it's coming out this year. What the fuck? There's not too many months left this of this year. <laughs> <laughs> we're over halfway through so that means we're gonna get uh armies of thieves in the next five months jeez oh the director is the german guy Ooh, okay wait, what? just produced by Zack snyder yeah okay this okay who is who wrote this then didn't Um, I, let me check out this IMDb page. I, I, uh, I didn't realize uh, Mathis, uh, that's a German name. I don't know how to say. Uh, oh, okay, Zack Snyder still wrote it. <laughs> oh, okay. Great. Uh, but he also, the same right, he also got a writer to help write it, uh, who was the writer for John Wick Chapter 3. So we'll be having some continuity and some John Wick. But he also wrote Army of the Dead. I will have to say John Wick Chapter 3 was probably the weakest of the John Wicks, but I still enjoyed it. I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. It was fun. Speaking of John Wick. Yeah. Netflix also has a new Netflix original movie that just came out called Gunpowder Milkshake. Yeah. I, I, it has uh, Karen Gilliam in it, right? Yeah. I want to check it out real bad, but everyone just keeps saying that it's a uh, John Wick. Right, I know there's like a, a lot of a lot of movies that are trying to make their own John Wick. I think uh, nobody did a really good job at like averting that genre, kind of like making its own thing. Uh, I do. Right. I also want to watch it. So if it's on Netflix, I think it I'll looks probably sweet. watch it. I like Karen Gilliam. Gillian. Um, um, I also have to say one other thing, which I wish I had said at the beginning of the podcast, but I really had no idea because it's happened within the last like 15 minutes. Yeah. But now for the third podcast in a row thunderstorm yeah, yeah full I disclosure might might lose power <laughs> yeah everyone if you're new to the podcast every tuesday for some reason it storms <laughs> where we live yeah i saw that too before we started i, um, I didn't wasn't paying attention 
All right, let's move forward uh, to mm-hmm. some, a movie that I'm excited for that is killing it right now in its early reviews. Uh, so oh, yeah. The Green Knight has come out for advanced viewers, and I think like some like uh, I don't know if it was at Cannes um, or at some other film festival, but um, so far people have been saying only amazing thing about things about The Green Knight who have seen it so far. Oh yeah. Um. So I'm ex- incredibly excited for it still. Um, it's I'm glad that it's getting good reviews. Like again, we've talked about on this on this podcast a lot. Reviews aren't the end all, but like if there's a bunch of people like usually saying a lot of good things about a film before it comes out, it usually is <laughs> pretty good. It's like you know, um, uh, people are saying it's uh every bit as hauntingly beautiful as you're hoping. Uh, a heady oh, mood piece and morality tale, unlike any take on Arthur Arthurian, Arthurian legend before. Uh, Dave Patel continues to astound. Uh, go in open-minded and let it wash over you, which is kind of the, it's that's kind of how I was hoping Green Knight was. I was kind of hoping it'd be mm-hmm. kind of really weird and abstract. Um, that's coming out soon. I, I last time I checked, I, I, I like. So it seems like it's going to be in theaters. Soon, I think in the next couple of weeks. Problem is, like, I don't think a lot of theaters are going to be showing it, but it does right. seem to be going to streaming services in October. And honestly, yeah. I think it would be a good, good watch in October, like a good yeah. Or it would be a good. Sounds like I'm going to have a busy October. Hell yeah! Um, so I'm excited. Um, this and Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. Because I ain't watching that shit till then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, exactly. Um, all right. Last last movie news uh, is something that we usually don't talk about, uh, which is uh, ethical filmmaking and documentaries. Because just there's not really any point to talking about them on this show, just because we don't really talk about documentaries. Because I don't think we should ever ruin one, because that'd be weird. Like, how do you ruin a documentary by rewriting it in a different genre? Right. It's a documentary. Um, but anyway, there is this big news like kind of popping up uh, lately. Uh, this last two weeks. Um, about kind of the ethics of making documentaries, and it all roots in this new Anthony Bourdain documentary coming out, in which the filmmaker used used AI to recreate Anthony Bourdain's voice to read lines. Um, I'm gonna say this right up front. I think that's fucked up. Um, I've yeah, never really been okay with the whole hologram bringing like Prince and Tupac and mm-hmm. stuff back. Mm-hmm. I think that's fucked up also. Um, yeah, but it's an interesting conversation. Um, I, I, I honestly, I'm like I said, I think it's pretty shitty. Um, especially because it sounds like Anthony Bourdain's widow did not okay it either. Yeah, um, no, that's fucked up. Yeah, so because like we don't usually talk about this kind of stuff, but uh, there, there is an ethical side to filmmaking, especially if you're making documentaries, because it's so easy to make a film make points or say things or do things that really push what you want them to say and really like filmmaking is a lot of hiding hiding things filmmaking is you frame things and all that kind of stuff um and when you're making documentaries you kind of really have to i mean not all documentaries are unbiased most of them aren't um but I think bringing the dead's voice into your documentary to have them say things that he they never said is incredibly bad, incredibly unethical. Yeah, yeah. And I really hope, especially that... since it's like an e- it says that it was based off an email. Right. Exactly. Like he wrote it, but like that's still like it's still it just gives me shivers 
Like I don't like if I wrote someone thing and like someone recreated my voice. That's we. That's not okay. Yeah, and I mean, my thing is to just to roll it back prior to that part of that. Yeah. It's like just because I wrote something doesn't mean it was meant to be read. That's a good. That's a very good point. Yeah. Um, you know, and you're going out there, and you're first of all, you're putting it in your movie. Second yeah. of all, you've on top of that, you've now taken it to the next level, and you weird fucking thing. Yeah, and, like done a a technological recreation of his voice without his or anyone else's permission. Now, I could see if I was like super fucking rich and like famous and really pretentious, and I was, and I knew that I was gonna die. But I wanted like a specific story to be told, right? And I like employed the ways to do this for myself for pre mortem. Yes, yeah, I agree with that. Like, you can—that's one thing. But this is kind of fucked. Yeah, you can uh, ethically you, like that's how you should do that if you're like a documentary filmmaker. Like, if you have permission from the person themselves um, to do that. Um, this and this is also like this has been a large thing in filmmaking as of late because a while back, um, there was this film. I don't know if it's still moving forward. I know this was a couple years ago. People were talking about it, called uh, "Finding Jack," in which they were going to digital digitally recreate James Dean for this film. Okay, it, which weird. is. It's wow. bad. It's fucked up. It's not good. Like yeah, let, no, that's, that's let there's first of all, there's so many actors and actresses nowadays. Right. You don't need to re bring back them. But just also, cast like, him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just I don't like it. I um, cast him for the role. Then there's like in Rogue One, they fucking digitized that dude. Oh yeah, they did. That was weird. You could really tell that that was a thing that was. Uh, did they do that with Carrie Fisher too? Um, I think her things might have been filmed already. Okay, I could be wrong though. Um, but yeah, I I think it's it's gonna be this thing that's gonna come up more and more now. Like the deep fakes are a thing, and all this new AI algorithm, all algorithmic uh, technology that can like let you recreate things in an incredibly realistic way. Um, mm -hmm. I think like this needs to be a discussion. Like, hadn't filmed, like, this is not okay. Um, I mean, here's a quote even from Zelda Williams, uh, who, like, is incredibly anti that, because obviously people are going to try to bring back Robin Williams. Um, right. Uh, yeah, and I guess even Robin Williams had something that ensured that his likeness could not be exploited for 25 years following his death. And that's insane that that is even it has to be, like, a thing. Yeah, you shouldn't have to think about shit like that. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, I, I think it's incredibly poor taste. I really hope this filmmaker, who throughout this article kind of like doesn't seem to want to back away that he did this. I really hope like this is something like people in film see and are like, this is bad. Don't do this. Bad taste. I hope there's always going to be a reaction to this that is received poorly. Mm -hmm. um, people have to work their entire lives. Don't bring them back from the dead <laughs> to do right. that. It's bad. That's dumb. That's unethical. That's shitty. Let this um, man have his peace. Yeah, especially Anthony Bourdain, who was such a cool guy. Like, right. such a great person. And, like, uh, um, so yeah, that's just something I wanted to talk about because I think we're going to be seeing that in, in the years coming. Um, because there's also the whole other debate like, will actors and actresses slowly get phased out as we can just make CGI people? Um, 
Right, and I I've seen like AI generated faces on the internet. Yeah, shit. there's like websites that generate AI faces. It's fucking weird. It is, and it's I I don't I don't like it. I I'm, I'll be that old man shouting at the sun right now. I yeah. don't like it. I don't I, like I, it. all this newfangled technology. It just ain't for me. Which someone did make a joke on our YouTube when I was yelling about not wanting to go to theaters because people were loud and packed. They're like, old man yells at the cloud. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what that sounded like. You're not wrong. Yeah, man. I'm telling you. I'll stand my ground. Um, all right. Let's go into television news um, and talk about something a little bit more um, cheery than that. Um, and we're going to talk about Taika Waititi uh, and two new thing projects he's kind of working on or uh, helping produce. So first of all, we got What We Do in the Shadows Season 3 trailer. Uh, season three teaser, I should say, um, which I mean, one of my most anticipated fil- anticipated shows, um, season one and two of what we do in the shadows, I think is actually funnier than the movie. And I love the movie. Um, yeah, I watched wait. the teaser. I laughed my ass off. Yeah, it's uh, one of the main vampires, Nandor, which I think is my favorite vampire. Um, <laughs> he has virtual reality on. Um, and he's seen the sun for the first time in a very long time, and he runs into a wall. It's, <laughs> it's, it sounds dumb when I say it, but it is really funny. Um, it's so quick and silly, but it was so fucking hilarious. It really is. Uh, so I can always, like, if you have Hulu um, or FX, or even you want to catch it, like, live, like, I highly recommend what we do in the shadows, the TV show. Um, it It's brilliant. Um... It's really even that that one clip just is exactly what the show is about. <laughs> it's so dumb. So it's so funny. it's so charming. Um, it's great. So that's coming out soon. I'm excited. I think it's coming out in September. So soon. Um, I'm gonna probably binge not binge what up shit, but I'll watch it every week when it comes out. Um, and then the next thing I want to talk about Taika Waititi, which is also going to be on FX and Hulu, is something that he is not personally uh, directing or anything, but he is uh, using. I think this title. Which I don't like this title, but I think it's a really good way of putting it. Um, I just don't like the word clout. Um, uh, uh, Taika Watiti is putting his clout to good use, and I completely agree with that. Um, so there's this new TV series call, coming out soon called Reservation Dogs, um, which is supposed to be um, this in, indigenous uh, comedy series um, by. Let me find the director. Um, directed by uh, and directed by uh, Native American filmmaker Sterling Harjo. I, hopefully I said that right. I'm bad with names. Um, but anyway, th- first of all, before I even talk about Taika Waititi and like how it's cool that he's using his like popularity to get people who usually don't have a voice to have their shows like being amplified and stuff. Uh, yeah. The trailer to this show looks hilarious. It follows like a bunch of uh, kids on a reservation who are like thieves and stuff. Um, he was quotes thieves because it seems to be more like lighthearted and more funny than that. Um, I, honestly, uh, it kind of feels look has this like what we do in the shadows feel to it. Um, but it honestly looks hilarious, and I really recommend watching the trailer to Reservation Dogs. I can't really do it justice by describing the trailer in whole, uh, but it has a lot, a lot of interesting things going on it. Uh, on with with it, it has a bunch of uh. It's, it looks really funny, and I could see this show coming out and, like, being incredibly popular by how funny it was, just from the trailer alone. Nice. Yeah. And uh, to go off what the, to go off, like, 
kind of going back to Taika Waititi here, um, which we should really talk be talking about like the filmmaker and stuff and the, the content itself because it does look great. Um, it is really cool that Taika Waititi is kind of using the power he has now from Ragnarok and the MCU and mm-hmm. what we do in the shadows and is finding these independent filmmakers or independent artists who normally wouldn't get a chance in this industry. Um, the quote here is like, I think Taika Waititi saw it this uh, the first episode at a film festival and he like immediately got the filmmaker hooked up with FX. Like, um, nice. just like that. That's which, awesome. Yeah. Um, which, again, I, I don't think we can ever say bad things about Taika Waititi. He truly is a stand-up person. Yeah, he's a sweet dude. Sweet as dude. As far as I can tell. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have no his, reason to believe otherwise. Yeah, his, uh, he's usually, like, when every interview I've seen with him, he's re- really damn funny. Um, uh, people Did you were... see the uh, core yeah, Deadpool I did. Uh, uh, for that was pretty funny. That was that was funny. I know people like recently came after him for being like in a polycule, so he's like, um, which is like a stupid reason to go after someone. Um, dude's in a, a polycule. Lover. A polycule. So like having uh, multiple partners. Okay. Okay. But that's a dumb reason to go after frick anyone. Off, man. Yeah. Frick off, mate. That's what I was saying about <laughs> frick that. Frick off, ghost. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's cool um and i'm actually really excited for this uh, series to come out it's coming out soon i'm probably gonna watch it yeah, um good for it him. has that's uh, exciting yeah it has like i i truly recommend everyone to watch this trailer because it looks like it has a lot of heart nice. um it looks really funny i don't even know like how to describe um like the comedy of this trailer it's kind of has that like independent comedy feel from like taika Waititi, but it also kind of seems like it also has it's some it's always sunny feel to it and maybe like some yeah. letter candy feel to it also okay um it truly looks like it's amazing um uh, so hell yeah Taika Waititi. exciting thumbs up uh check out reservoir reservation dogs i mean obviously that's a play on reservoir dogs so mm-hmm. i mean that's already got my be like okay, yeah cool. it caught my eye instantly yeah um Okay, let's move on to some news that I, it's not really good or bad, but uh, Nick Cage, Joe Exotic show no longer happening. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think that's good or bad. I, I There's so many Joe Exotic shows coming out, um, like, soon. Um, I think Nicolas Cage has better things to be doing. <laughs> like, it would be yeah. great to see him as Joe Exotic, but, like, I know the reviews for Pig are coming out, and they're saying it's so amazing. Nice. So like, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm so excited for that. Um, I know there's like a uh, another show where like Steve Carell's playing Joe Exotic, I think, or something like that. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's uh okay. So there's this one uh, which is uh, created by uh, Kate McKinnon. Um, this might not even be the one I'm talking about because this one has a uh, Kyle Mc. McLaughlin in it that I saw too. I think there's a like a couple Joe Exotic shows coming out. Um, okay, but yeah, I don't know. I I'm not I'm not disappointed by this. Uh, like I said, Nick Cage has a lot of other film opportunities. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it really did kind of feel like a cash grab too. Yeah, like, probably. Tiger King was like sure. a fad for like a month. Like everyone mm-hmm. watched it. I even sat down with my mom and watched it. Like, and she doesn't watch shows like that. Like, <laughs> I think everyone watched it. Um, I did not. Oh, uh, really? 
Yeah, because everyone it. else did. Oh, too cool for Joe Exotic. I see. Too cool for Tiger King. It was okay. Um, it was it was interesting. It was okay. There was nothing going on. That was like the first month of the pandemic, like yeah. quarantine. Like no one had anything going on. So yeah. it was like it really came out the perfect time for them. Um, so yeah, uh, that's not going through. Yeah. Um, all right. So last last news of TV before we talk about the Loki finale, uh, which is kind of some really interesting news um and it's about the dexter revival uh jennifer carpenter re- Ch- carpenter uh returns to dexter revival um which is flashbacks only that it it, 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 it has yeah. to be yeah so they've already said uh for those who don't know she plays deborah um deborah deborah <laughs> uh which is uh dexter's uh sister um but not really sister. There's like, you just watch the show. Um, <laughs> just check it out. Um, so, uh, yeah, she's going to be coming back as like flashbacks, I think. Um, because we also have news that John Lithgow's Trinity killer is mm-hmm. also going to be part of this new season. And spoilers alert, he also is not alive. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, he's dead. I'm pretty sure, like, okay. I, unless I'm for good, yeah, remembering this I'm wrong. certain. But yeah, uh, which honestly, John Lithgow's Trinity Killer, one of the best performances on TV, I think. He's so such a terrifying serial killer. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be interesting. Um, uh, it is said by the cast that this new season is to have a darker tone than the original run and give Dexter's story a definitive ending. Um, He's going to die. Yeah, I kind of hope he does. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm in one of the people who thought the ending was horrible. Um, He's got a kid now and shit. Yeah. It's never really over, right? No. Even if he dies, there's still a Dexter. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, I'm excited. I really liked Dexter. I, I really, really liked the first three seasons of Dexter. The last couple seasons, eh, not my favorite thing, but like I still watched it all the way through. I, under- I, I understand why people hate the ending. Um, yeah. I, I understand it. Um, I still w- will. Wa- I've still watched through Dexter after I've seen the ending, so I'm not one of those people who like avoids it, like the plague. Um, right. But I'm excited. I. I mean, it. It's it, Dexter's back. It's 2009, everyone. <laughs> oh, this is all media is gonna be for the next 80 years. Oh wait, what's wait? Well, I just saw something interesting that I don't. I didn't. I don't usually, to all our fans out there, I don't usually read the last paragraph of articles for some reason when there's a lot of, like, bold words. I'm just like, I don't have to read that. They're just talking about the things I don't care about, which I really need to because I see now Clancy Brown as a new villain Dexter needs to confront. I didn't know that. Who's Clancy Brown? Um, Did you ever play Detroit Become Human? Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the detective. Oh, shit. That's cool. Yeah. Fancy Brown as a um, new He also villain. plays Mr. Krabs. What the fuck? Well, he's, I shouldn't say plays. He voices Mr. Krabs. And he's a <laughs> captain. He is Mr. Uh, he's, Krabs. He's Mr. Krabs. Um, he also is a Captain Hadley in Shawshank. Um, like, if you, he has a very familiar face. If you saw his face. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess he was in The Mandalorian. I, 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 didn't, I didn't see that. Um... But I didn't realize that. He was Hank in uh, Detroit Become Human, which was like my favorite character from oh, Detroit Become Hank. Human. Yeah. That detective. Not Connor, the 
Android sent by a cyber life. Hi, I'm Yeah. Here. Oh shit, that's like what he actually looks like in real life. <laughs> yeah, yep. What the fuck? That was yeah. weird. Right. That just like broke my brain for a second. A lot of those uh oh god, who I, I uh, This dude is Mr. Krabs? Yeah. The inserter in uh, Ragnarok, the Ragnarok. <laughs> I was going to say, a lot of David Cage games, uh, that's who I was trying to remember the name of, a lot of, like, the actors actually look like they're the people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is really funny. So, um, what we learned here is I need to start reading the entire article, including the bold words. <laughs> because I'll be excited. Um, and yeah, so, cool. Uh, when is this coming out? I, I When is the Dexter Revival going to be released um doo -doo -doo. oh it's also set 10 years after okay so he's been a lumberjack for 10 years i wonder if he's gonna go back to florida going back to florida <laughs> uh it was announced on wednesday okay no that was like when it was announced uh release date um Late 2021. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool. It seems like we're getting a lot of cool stuff this year. Yeah, it's going to be a busy October. God, what is my phone beeping? Is the storm here to get us? Oh, yeah. It's get, I'm getting got. Yeah, I just got a severe... I'm getting sleeping. absolutely got. I'm waiting for a tree to just like fly through my window. So, excuse me, everyone, if I've been a little distracted. Yeah, no. I was, I was like, as soon as you started getting quiet, I was like, oh, God. It is like kind of... <laughs> We don't step, take a steps, a couple steps. It's all their way to, to get a get away from the window. Um, yeah, I'm just like ready to just duck out of the way from whatever crashes through here. Absolutely. Um, okay, so let's uh, move on to the Loki finale. Um, because it happened last week. You know, it did. It did, it did happen. Uh, and uh, overall thoughts? I think the Loki was the best uh, series that we got from the MCU. Out of the I three agree. that we got. Uh, I agree. I think it effectively uh, did exactly what I said these things were doing, which was bridging the gap and setting up the next phase. Yeah. Um, and they gave us Kang. And if anyone comes out here and says, this is not Kang, I know it's technically not Kang, you nerds. It is now. <laughs> I get it. He's the one above all. He's not technically Kang. Words. I get it. But he's Kang. Semantics. Yeah, semantics. Um. I didn't realize Jonathan Majors was playing King. I loved him in Lovecraft Country. Mm -hmm. I'm oh, so excited. Yeah, it's I'm, good. I'm really I liked confident. it. It's not getting a season two, which is really disappointing, which is crazy. It got so many Emmy nominations, which again proves Jeez. like reward shows are stupid. <laughs> but right. uh, I really enjoyed it. I don't think enough people talked about it. Um, so I casually bumped into another YouTube video that uh, was explaining some of the similarities between the final scene of WandaVision and the final scene of the Loki oh, finale. Oh, like her here, like the timeline and like, yeah. Yeah, basically like when he says we've crossed a threshold is basically the moment that she starts siphoning power from Agatha and becoming like the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. In the, if you play the scenes over top of one another. Yeah. Which is sweet. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know if Disney does these things intentionally or if it's just serendipity because, like, you could connect a million dots in a million ways. 
you know, if you if you take the time to do it. But like, that's pretty sweet if it's real. Yeah, I I come. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I just I was blown away by uh, Jonathan Majors acting. Yeah, this. I honestly think that was the my favorite part. Um, I think as the one above all, uh, Kang. I think I in act. If there was anything that actually got me interested in the MCU again, it was him acting there. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah, I thought it was good. He stole the show there. Uh, and we're getting uh, season two. Yeah, that caught me off guard. There's no laser fights. No laser fights, thank God. There was a sword fight, that, but I'll take it. Yeah, I thought that for a finale of a show, yeah. it was pretty cool. Like, my okay. My dad was like, this is boring. And I was like, <laughs> I understand why you're saying that, right? Because it's yeah. mostly just a There's bunch a of, of talking. people talking. Yeah. <laughs> but the implications are just fucking massive. And, uh, definitely. You know, there was a lot more action as the episode picked up. And, like, the payoff was really just excellent. I'm I'm excited to see what comes from this. I don't want to say that I'm like on the Marvel train because like I'm always kind of on the Marvel train, right? Um, but you know, I I still stick with the statements I've made before. Like I do have a hard time like getting super pumped. Like I'd like to get to the end, but now it's like right. every step we take, it's like it's pretty clear we're getting further from the end. Honestly, right? the, the, like, the thing that got me excited for this is uh the ant-man movie that's the only thing i'm excited for right now is because i know uh we're gonna get kang there so i think kang is just going to be the bad guy like for the rest of yeah i agree i think like one of them i agree i I would love to see him like i would be really clever of marvel to do this and where he's the villain in all the phase five movies or i don't know what phase we're in four phase six Whatever phase this is, it'd be really interesting if like Kang, like he was just playing a bunch of different Kangs in all those films, and they're like yeah, those yeah. villains. That would be really cool, but I don't think they're doing that. Um, do we know who the so, Eternals' enemy is? Again? No, but if I had to guess, it might be Kang. Like it should be really we've cool. stayed we've stayed hidden until now. I think now is probably like now, now, now that the multiverse has exploded or something. Yeah, that yeah, that is true. Um, but also it's like, I, I don't know. I'm just excited. I think it sets up like a lot of cool things and like Kang, I think will be the, the main antagonist for the big team ups because like the things that the, the power level has ramped up so much. Oh, definitely. so like down the pipe right now you have things like Kang and like Adam Warlock and stuff like that so it's like just to compete with those types of things you have to have your scarlet witches your doctor stranges and your loki's but because of that you can't necessarily like you're probably not gonna see uh winter soldier versus adam warlock right Um, definitely or even necessarily versus kang but like they have to i which is Good and bad, I think. Like, because that means you can kind of take different avenues with different characters. And it's not to say that they can't be part of the team up, but they won't be like 
the main part of what's going on. Whereas like right. Steve Rogers was kind of at the helm of everything against Thanos and this, it's probably going to be Dr. Strange kind of leading the fray and Captain America and Winter Soldier might take a back seat and have to go do some secret shit because they can't fight people like Adam Warlock without just getting eviscerated. That is very true. That is very true. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, we really, what is the first really like phase movie we're getting is uh, Shang-Chi. So we'll yeah. have to see how Shang-Chi does. We'll have to see where that goes. I kind like of our- still hope it's Fing Fang Foom shows up in that, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, I'm excited. I just I think that uh, if you're a fan of comic books and high power uh, heroes and stuff, buckle up because I think we're about to like see a lot of very high powered individuals coming into the picture because like they have the roster right yeah. to like do this stuff. So like to match what they're trying to do for the bad guys, you're gonna have to like keep ramping that up and honestly shang chi's probably not a bad start <laughs> uh, yeah i think shang chi will be cool um I, it, that's coming out september 2nd which is crazy so we'll, we'll have to see how that goes um so we have what if then shang chi right after yeah whatever yeah yeah and then oh and Marvel's. also in tv news uh we learned that marvel's what if is going to be canon right yeah that's kind of one thing that the loki finale uh did confirm um Mm -hmm. and like yeah through the trailer too which is cool i kind of always expected what if to be kind of like canon um but yeah it's confirmed now uh which is pretty neat yeah it's exciting so Uh, i enjoyed the finale a lot i'm glad there was no laser fights everything seemed cool i didn't hate the ending like i just uh owen wilson didn't get on a jet ski that's true season two though yeah, that's the only reason I'm not freaking out right now is because there's a season two, but I'm still kind of disappointed. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that Sylvie killed Kang. Yeah, definitely. I like that. I thought for sure it was going to... The only... they, they did the old switcheroo on me there. The only thing I don't like about that is, like, Sylvie kind of felt like she kind of lost a lot of her development there. Um, Like, with Loki, like, kind of that connection they had, she kind of just threw it all... Like, which I understand why she did it, but it did kind of feel like she kind of threw some stuff away there. To kill him and not really listen to Loki, but um, yeah, I still think that something could come from that though. Like right, again, definitely. season two, right? Like yeah, I, season I mean, two. That's... Now we understand that Loki isn't just about Loki; it's about the Lokis. Yeah, definitely. And there's a Abs- lot of them. Absolutely. Um. All right. Cool. So, uh, that was the movie news, everyone. Uh, let us move on to the movie of the week and uh, ruin it with all of you. Uh, for those who are new here to uh, ruining movies, how this works, uh, we are live now on Twitch t- TV at both uh, Farm Goat and Bring the Shane. Um, we are always live at 6 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays with this podcast, um, except next week. We will not be live. but um, Not always. Not always, but uh, you can come in. Uh, you can join our chat. Uh, you can join our Discord. Uh, in our Discord, we have polls that you can vote on. Uh, you vote on if we are remaking the movie of the week and it is a remake, prequel, se- or sequel. And then you get to also pick the genre of your choice to for us to rewrite Interstellar. Um, we've had some really cool choices in the past, really funny ones. We did uh, Legetti last week as a fantasy film. Um, we've done uh, Nightcrawler as a TV movie, and it, it's been great. So, uh, yeah. But, but before we ruin Interstellar, let's talk about the film. So, Interstellar, uh, the 2014 sci-fi epic by Christopher Nolan. Um 
If you don't know who Christopher Nolan as is as a filmmaker, he is one of the biggest directors, one of the biggest filmmakers in Hollywood. Uh, he has made things such as Memento and Tenet and Dunkirk and Interstellar. Um, he Dark Knight series. Did you say that? Yeah, that I, I did not say that actually. He wrote Man of Steel. Yes, and that makes sense. There's a lot of cool guys in that film. Yeah, so that was actually like one of the most frustrating things for me about those fucking Snyder Cut things. Like, Christopher Nolan's name is on like so much of that shit. I didn't realize and Christian, that. And Christian Bale's Batman just was like written out and replaced. God, it's, it's so confusing to me. Yeah. Um, did I say Inception yet? But anyway, like, if you know Hollywood films, you know Christopher Nolan. He, um,. His, I think the best way I've ever heard someone describe Christ- Christopher Nolan, Christopher, Christopher Nolan's films is their events. Um, yeah. They're event films. They're things that you want to see in the theater, um, which I don't know why you want to see these movies in the theater because they're so fucking loud. <laughs> yeah, and long. And long. Um, but anyway, this is his sci-fi film. Uh, this is his um, space epic. This is his... I feel like in Christopher Nolan's defense, he does get a lot of like flack for com- people comparing Interstellar to 2001, which I think they're completely different movies. Um, mm-hmm. Hello, Thunder, all aside. Um, uh, but also in the defense of people critiquing him like that, he did say like two years before making Interstellar that he was making his 2001. So it's like, don't yeah, I mean, it feels like an homage. Don't say to, that like, to like the genre or like yeah. what it did for the genre but. right it's it's his space film um his hilarious his 2001 his um mm-hmm. star trek i don't know why i said star trek but you know like his uh humanity if, going to the stars if kubrick said he wanted to make a modern day myth this was likely a similar scenario <laughs> exactly um so uh, this film is starring Matthew McConaughey and Hannah, Anne Hathaway, uh, Jessica Chastain, um, John Lithgow, which we just talked about earlier, being a serial uh-huh. killer. A, a bunch of kid actors, Wait, only one of which I actually like. Shit, I didn't what? realize young Tom was Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet, like an incredibly like popular actor nowadays. Like people love him. He's kind of like the Robert Patterson. Uh, uh like current day Pattinson. I was going at an R there. <laughs> Patterson. Patterson. Uh, he's in, he's currently like the main character in the new Dune film. Um, oh. He was in, he's in the French Dispatch, which is a new Wes Anderson film. He's like blowing up. He's really big. I didn't realize that was him. Um, Ma- Michael Caine, obviously, is in this film. Michael Caine and Christopher Nolan, just like <laughs> they're always. He's all, Michael Caine appeared in Tenet for like five minutes. <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" Of course he did. Um, he was but, also in the that one. Oh, what was the magic movie that? The Prestige. Yeah, yeah, he was in that too. I never saw that. I probably might. I should watch that. That was actually a pretty cool movie. Yeah. Although, do say like, that. we talked about how convoluted some of these plans yeah. get. That, yeah, that that was almost pretty convoluted, but it was all right. Okay. Oh, that's fair. Um. So anyway, this was uh, Nolan's. Uh, 2014 film, um, two and a half hours. Uh, uh, what's Hans Zimmer did the soundtrack, right? 
I'm pretty sure. It was someone like that. Um, and I mean, a lot of people love this movie. And I mean, I'm currently looking at IMDb sitting at an 8.6 out of 10. Um, I, I've said this before. I'm not the biggest Christopher Nolan fan. And I'll say even after watching Interstellar again, still not the biggest fan. But I understand why people love this movie. It's um, the CGI and like the visuals are beautiful. Um, I think there are some really well acted moments by Matthew McConaughey. Um, and it's it's a compelling story. I, I will give him that. Like the story is interesting enough for me to still like sit down and watch it for two and a half hours and not really like want to like look away or like be like oh, I'm so bored. Let me look at my phone for like twenty minutes. <laughs> um, but it, it's the story of a like post apocalyptic. Uh, I don't know if it's, like, post-apocalyptic, but, like, a world failing. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, a world failing. Uh, Matthew McConaughey being a cool guy was a NASA pilot who's now a, a cool farmer. guy with some wet eyes, man. Yeah, yeah. This man's got some fucking wet eyes in this movie, I tell he, you what. He does. He speaks in monologue. He says a lot of <laughs> really poetic things. Uh, yeah, time uh, is a flat circle. NASA... <laughs> So okay, I'm gonna make fun of Interstellar a little bit here, just Me because. Too. Uh, yeah, I, Christopher Nolan, Nola, Christopher Nolan making uh, NASA a secret or super cool organization is the most Christopher Nolan thing ever. Yeah, it's we're like NASA. we're NASA. We're a brotherhood of knights trying to save the world. It's like okay, <laughs> NASA's cool, but chill the fuck out for a second. The Knights of Sumeria. Yeah, it's like the. They become the Illuminati somehow, and they're building like super spaceships like that no one else knows about. <laughs> In a world that's starving, we can't find these mismanaged funds. Exactly, and it, like at that point, I was like, oh, "Well, maybe people people like have the right idea here." Because if you do look at an Interstellar, the whole thing is like science is good; it will save us all. We need to go to the stars; it will save us all by finding a planet and all this stuff. Um. Mm-hmm. But when you really look at it, like, the people who are like, we shouldn't be giving money to NASA because we need to fix things here, we're, like, kind of in the right there. Like, what was, like, you, the only way humanity is saved is because somehow Matthew McConaughey learns how to travel through time through the power of love. Yes. So, I think they're right. I just think they're, like, 50 years too late. Right. Okay. Right. Most yeah, exactly. of the people that don't want to do the NASA thing are like John Lithgow's generation, yes. right? The people yeah. that got rid of it, and then, uh, you know, it, it, it was too late. Yeah, and like definitely. for me, like I don't know if that's the message he was trying to send, but if you want to like stretch and dig a little bit, it's like if we take the proper steps now, we won't run into a, a problem like this then. Right, exactly, and I, I will give that to Christopher Nolan. His he does usually have some like kind of like climate consciousness and stuff like going on like with his movies, um, and like things like that. He does like you can get with that. Um, I think even like Tenet, even though Tenet is so fucking weird and confusing. I just want to watch this movie because of all of the terrible things I've heard about it. <laughs> Our friend group hates it, but um, I I guess somewhere in Tenet we find out like the people from the future want to kill the people in the past because of climate change or something. I don't know. I watched the Dude, movie and I still don't know. Open my driveway's ass right now. I was going to say, like, it's really, like, <laughs> fucking floods killed 130 people in Germany. Like, God, that doesn't, that's insane. It's, um, it's fucked up. It is. Um, but anyway, uh, this, so, pretty much, let's talk about the, what this movie is. Um, what, what happens in it. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's character 
who's named as Cooper and Murph, which again, cool people, cool guy names. Um, Cooper and Murph. <laughs> Murph! <laughs> Murph! <laughs> um, uh, they stumble upon the, the magnets and there's a ghost. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> when you say it like this, it sounds so silly. I gotta say though, the very first time I watched this movie, yeah. I wasn't, uh, I had like no context or frame of reference on like what I was getting myself into. Yeah. I didn't really totally think it was a science fiction movie for like a while. Right. Because it kind of doesn't feel like it. Like there is actually like ghosts, <laughs> like kind of, well, technically not a ghost. It's, we find out it's Matthew McConaughey from the future, but like in the first part, it's Naturally. like, there's things happening and it's ghosts are talking to me in binary. And I was like, okay, okay. Ghosts. Yeah. I like ghosts. Yeah, but maybe this is just a weird kid. (laughs) Or, yeah, or this kid is just crazy. (laughs) Um, But anyway, uh, we find out, like, this movie is based off of coincidences. Um, Or you could honestly, I think the whole, like, time travel thing kind of, like, waves that away. Um, Which I, you can, you can debate if that's a cheap way to wave away a lot of the coincidences in this film or not. Uh, I I don't know. Um, But anyway, it's like, he finds NASA the day before they go into space. Or, like, the yeah, week yeah, before. Yeah. Like, literally, NASA is about to send a rocket that's going to save humanity, um, like, a day. He shows up the day before, right after he received a message from a ghost that said, stay. And he yeah. was like, no, ghost, fuck you. I'm yeah. going. Exactly. Um, they go into space. We get some pretty cool space shots. I'm going to still argue that uh, I really like the painting style of space in, like, 2001. Oh. I'm actually really glad that you are because I was going to say that too. I have a few things I wanted to say about this movie. Yeah, like go, for I, it. go for it. There are some things I love and some things that I hate. Definitely. First of all, I, you you pick this movie. The, Take it over. Go for it. Oh, I'm one of the people that just likes this movie a lot because Definitely. I like to just like be immersed in a thing. And yeah. I think that that's one thing that this movie does really well. I, and I would, this, I would agree with you. Between like the score and just like the the general emotion that's kind of going on. Yeah. It's just like, okay, I'm in this. Like I I can buckle down and watch this. This is good. You got me. But as I'm like watching these, uh, space scenes, I couldn't help but think like, I think I do prefer the 2001 ones. Like they're glorious space scenes. Everything looks great. But like, there's just something special about those like hand painted. It's 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 backgrounds and stuff. It just if you compare the two, like Interstellar, um, I think I it saw someone. Yeah, I Interstellar. I saw someone com- like talking about it and comparing it. Um, Interstellar is more of an action adventure, like blockbuster film. Um, in when in the space scenes, it makes it feel like that. It makes space feel very dangerous and scary, mm-hmm. and like we have Hans Zimmer like really pushing his the music to the limit here, trying to like be like, oh shit, they're trying to dock the space station, and that's an intense yeah. feeling. Well, in 2001, it's more of like a um, meditation on space. It's like you have classical music playing in and you just are watching the spaceship move across the void. Uh Um, And it's just a different way to like show space and uh, Interstellar being, like I said, a kind of a little bit more actiony than a lot more actiony than 2001. Um, It is a different way, but yeah, I I do. I I do like 2001's way of doing it, but like Mm -hmm. Interstellar is, that's one thing I cannot take away from this movie. It is gorgeous. It is gorgeous. If, like I said, it fits what it's trying to do. Like, it is this more futuristic, like, made in a modern era science fiction epic. Like, it should yeah. be using CGI and stuff. I just think I like the look of the 
the space backdrops better than the other ones. Definitely. Um, um, there was something else I was going to say, too. Oh, there's one part in particular that I really hate. Uh, later on in the movie, when Murph has grown up and she goes back to see her brother. Yeah. Um, there's this one part, right? It's real sad. It's heart-wrenching. The kids are sick, right? But yeah. this kid's line just pisses me off so much. Yeah. This girl, uh, Murph, is talking to Lois, and she's like, you know, the kid's lungs, like, how, how long? And I have a guy that they can see. And that's just because this one kid goes, <laughs> and comes to grab her plate, looks at her and goes, the dust, and walks away. And I'm just like, this fucking kid. Like, where? I don't, it just, I don't. That one line, it just—I don't—I hate well, okay, it. Okay, oh, so that the goes back, back to my point. I—that is my main complaint about Christopher Nolan films. I do not like the dialogue. Um, if two thousand one said everything it could possibly say while saying as little as possible, as little exposition as possible, Interstellar says everything that it needs to say, literally by to. saying it. And that—that that is, you just brought up the number one complaint people have against Christopher Nolan films is. There's a lot of times um, you don't need to say stuff. I my the the line I hate the most is when they get to Matt Damon, uh, Doctor Man. Which okay, we get it. His name is Man. It's You're saying Matt Damon. Yeah, Man Damon. Man um, Damon, the Martian, Matt Damon. Yeah. Um, where Matt, uh, the Doctor Man gets up and he said, "You guys literally <laughs> say." He gets up. He is. He says. You guys literally saved me from death. And Matthew McConaughey just Lazarus. says, Lazarus is like, no shit. <laughs> that was like part of the thing that I was talking about. Like that was one of the parts that stood out to me when I was just like, Jesus Christ, Matthew McConaughey, you're going to tell me every fucking thing that happened. That and it happens again in the end of the movie. He's like sailing through the fucking cosmic nothingness on the yeah. opposite side of a black hole. He's Dave for a moment there. He's he really like, is. You can actually see that that part obviously was a bit of an homage to oh, 2001. Okay. Yeah, Not there's... the whole part, but just the part where Matthew McConaughey is looking up going, ah! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, so he's just plummeting through this fucking time void of bookshelves and he's all like confused and scared, and he's like, <laughs> and he has no idea what's going on, and he's questioning his whole fucking reality. He's like, I just don't know. Time, bookshelves, little girl, ah. And then uh, Tars is like, hey, I'm here. And then all of a sudden, fucking Matthew McConaughey has like all the answers, and he just starts telling us all of the answers. Like, we're not allowed to put any of this puzzle together that, on our own. That's the main complaint about Christopher Nolan films, and I, it's something I completely agree with. Like, even in Tenet, like I, I, you don't have to explain everything. It's showing, don't tell. Um, I Christopher Nolan, I, I don't know if this is something about his fans, um, or just like Christopher Nolan in, in himself. He, I will give him credit. He does make clever films. He does. He plays with time a lot. He does make these smart films. I don't think he thinks his audience is smart. And the reason I say that is because of how much he has to explain in dialogue everything. Where you're right. right. I don't think we needed that. To, most of the things you just said, we don't need explained. Like yeah. we, we've got it by that point. I was um, just gonna say, like, look at how successful two thousand one was with explaining almost nothing. Exactly. 
Um, and it, ex- and it explained everything, like you said earlier, show, don't tell. And in this movie, like, like I said, I, everything that I've said, this is exactly why I prefaced all of this with, I, I like this movie. Yeah. I do. It gets me. Uh, I like space a lot. So that's kind of like a bias that I have. I like Matthew McConaughey a lot. Um, I really just don't like that kid actor that said that one line. (laughs) Yeah. He's super annoying. But anyway, uh, I like this movie, but there's a lot of things about this movie that I don't like. Um, And it's not necessarily like the, the movie's fault, I guess. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically because the movie is all the dialogue. Yeah. But it's like, at some points I, I want to like, it's like, I could ask like, why are you telling me this? Right. Exactly. Um, like you just showed me what happened. Why are you telling me this? I don't know. Yeah. Um, there's like also this line that Dr. Mann says, don't judge me, Cooper. You were never tested. Uh, like I was few men have been like, again, that line, like we, we, we understand what Dr. Mann's been through. Um, Right. It just seems like over explaining, um, I, I so uh, Doctor Brand reciting uh, "Do not go gentle into the night." Th- good night three times. Yeah, is again something like that doesn't need to happen. Um, and I love that poem. I have it. I've had it on my wall in my bedroom since I was in high school. Yeah, um, like that. I is guess a good it poem. is like the law of threes or whatever, right? Like... Yeah, but yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's still like this movie is high rated. I understand why it is. I understand why a lot of people like it. Um, it's just, again, I don't, I just don't really like Christopher Nolan's filmmaking style. Um, but yeah, so that was Interstellar. Uh, let's kind of break down what we, what Interstellar, like what makes Interstellar, Interstellar. I think, um, Christopher Nolan. Space. Yes, space. (laughs) Space. Um, I think, uh, even with me not liking Christopher Nolan's filmmaking style, this is a hundred percent a Christopher Nolan film. Like no other filmmaker could make this film. Like True. it is, um, it ha- it's like w- if someone made a if like a Wes Anderson film can really only be made by Wes Anderson because he's gonna do the same things. Um, space cowboy, space cowboy. <laughs> oh god, damn it. Uh, uh, so I think Christopher Nolan. Uh, I think we get Hans Zimmer in here. Uh, space, obviously, it's about space. 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 <laughs> um, I think the dialogue has to be poetic to almost a fault. Um. Yeah, so I want to see this movie with the guy from The Witch in it. Yeah. Right? Like, that That dude just, he's someone who talks like this, probably. Right. <laughs> yeah, a guy from colonial New England. <laughs> Love transcends dimensions. You're not fucking kidding, man. I guess we need to talk about that part. That. I just I I I feel like and I get it is like a, a, a nice thought an interesting thought before a it movie is so based in science that they actually went out and like a big part of the appeal of this movie was like they made the first realistic black hole imagery and then we and then find they out blew it with the story <laughs> love was the answer I like that just doesn't Not match love that just doesn't match anything else like and I get it that's poetic and something but like. I just always always felt like that like has felt off to me, and I maybe I'm just dead inside or something. But total oh, cringe moments. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, there's a few of those in this movie where I'm just like, 
you know, and uh, uh, I don't know. I feel like I should quickly explain, like, why I chose this movie. Yes, go for it. Because, like, we've been on this, like, triple kick. That's what I've been calling it. Like, yeah. a trifecta of movies. We did, like, three witch movies, and we did... Uh, we've just been doing them in threes. I can't remember them off the top of my fucking head, but we have been. We did, like, three Robert Eggers movies. No. Uh, uh, we, we did, like, three darkish three, films. Three Edgar Wright movies. That's what we yeah, did. Yeah, we did three Edgar Wright films. Um... And then things just kind of like come in threes and, and we kind of introduced this series of threes. I did because we closed off the last one with what we do in the shadows. And it was yeah. like the three witches. And I wasn't sure how to like transition from that into this. So I picked the epic 2001, a space odyssey. Which had I never think it was seen a it good before. pick. Yeah. Um, it seemed like a good jump over and it worked great. And then you picked like a, I don't want to like fuck up and call it science fiction if it's not, but it felt kind of. No, it, it absolutely is. It's it's science fiction. Okay, it's, and then you chose like a science fiction experimental film, which I thought made sense. It was great. Yeah. And then to just bring it full circle, I figured we'll flash forward sixty years, and because you had mentioned Christopher Nolan said that this was his two thousand one. Yeah, definitely. So I figured, okay, we'll flash forward it, get that CGI, get that like future take on this. Yeah. Um, and kind of like close out our little science fiction trifecta. And I think it was it was a good pick because like if you think about the last like ten years, you can't really like other than Star Wars, which I I, I never really like picture Star Wars as a space film. I don't know why it's such a stupid thing in my head. Like I just like don't like equate Star Wars in like two thousand one or Interstellar like in the same category because it's just, yeah, it feels yeah. like way more fantasy than sci fi. I get um, that. Um. But like it's out a pulp of like fantasy movie, Star yeah. Wars is a pulp fantasy movie. Yeah, I mean, I, whoever said that, absolutely, one hundred percent. That's a Tavisar original. Yeah, right there. absolutely. I I completely <laughs> agree with that, one hundred percent. Um, I like you can't really think of too many like grand space movies. Um, I can think of Interstellar, Gravity, and Arrival. Um, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I love Arrival. Arrival's so good. I really liked. Uh... Uh, at Astro the Horizon, but that's not really like grand, and that's horror. Yeah, it's not. It's not like what you're talking about, right? And yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess the Martian. Okay, I guess there was. I guess I just haven't been paying attention. There was like the Martian, Interstellar, but I think like comparing to 2001 and stuff, like Interstellar is probably the closest to. Like, I don't think the Martian was anything like 2001. Um, no. But I think I, Interstellar was a good pick. I, I, I completely Perfect. agree with that. Um, uh, just like just to provide everyone, like there was a a line of thinking to this choice on top, like other than just I like this movie. Right. <laughs> I like movie. I pick movie. <laughs> um. All right. Okay. So let's ruin Interstellar. Yeah. Let's fuck so it up. We are remaking this film. Perfect. As a rom com. Hell yeah. That is also a holiday holiday film. <laughs> Wait, did they tie? They tied. Damn, I voted for rom-com. <laughs> nice. Well, someone else voted for holiday film, so we got to tie. Monsters. <laughs> so <laughs> we need to first figure out what type of holiday film this is. Uh, there's really only a couple. There's uh, Halloween, uh, Christmas, uh -huh. July 4th, like Independence uh -huh. Day maybe. Uh huh. Um, what other holiday films? I mean, I guess every holiday has films. St. Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day. 
Um, Memorial Day. Flag Day. Flag Two Christmas starting Labor Day. <laughs> Two Christmas. I think we have to do Christmas. I think a Christmas interstellar film. Sense, yeah. In the Lou, in the same line as uh, the Star Wars Christmas special, the Interstellar <laughs> Christmas special is a rom com. Um, when you know what we're remaking this, you know what this we should center this on is a thing that kind of comes out of nowhere, uh, and that's like Topher Grace's. And okay. So that was one of the other things I wanted to talk about. Thank you so much for fucking yeah. reminding me. First of all, this character just appears out of nowhere. Okay. <laughs> Second of all, after this annoying fucking kid says the dust and walks away, uh, Murph goes and gets her friend. Topher Grace, of all people. Fucking Eric Foreman's going to come save the goddamn day. So he rolls up <laughs> yeah. and... Uh, almost immediately gets punched in the face because he's so fucking annoying. And then Murph goes, lights the things on fire. And then they <laughs> Right, which back. I think is a bad idea. So okay. dumb. So fucking dumb. Okay, there's there's a lot of... Okay, the only parts about this movie I care about is when people are in fucking space. Yeah, I'll agree so, with that. <laughs> so, uh, she lights the shit on fire. Uh, annoying brother goes to stop the fires. She uh, loops around and somehow he doesn't see her driving through his fucking cornfield. Anyway... right. Right. She rolls up and she's like, I'm here to save the day because this is really fucked up. I want to get you out of this abusive household. And uh, and the mom's like, okay, yeah, I'll get my beautiful baby and we'll come with you. This is such an emotional moment for me. And Murph's like, yes, I know. Emotions Hans are Simmons high. in the background. <laughs> but Murph's like, I have to go to my bedroom really quick. So she runs upstairs. Meanwhile, Eric Foreman gets right <laughs> in this lady's face and he's like, get in the car now! <laughs> that part you're right <laughs> at her. right in her face dude i, I was like what are you doing this woman is fucking traumatized forgot about that part holy shit he's belting out right in her face and then fucking tom extinguishes his fires in record fucking time this guy should live yeah. in california so he puts out the fires and he drives back and <laughs> and his sister comes up to him with a watch Saying yeah. the same thing that she says to him right before he punched her friend. Dude, if I was Dad's like, gonna save us, he's gonna save us, and he just <laughs> hugs her, and everything's fucking cool. Right. Hey, okay. I, <laughs> I'm glad you bring that part up because I forgot about that part where he's like, she's like, Dad's gonna save us, is like holding a watch, and everything is like fine. I was like, what? She hugs him and he just doesn't move, and it's so funny. Like the camera goes to his face at that point, and he's just deadpan, like. What the fuck? Oh, who the okay. fuck set my crops on fire? All right, one one more thing that I just remembered that I thought was really stupid that I don't understand. Um, the ending of Interstellar, uh, after okay. uh, Murph and Cooper get to say their goodbye and uh -huh. all that stuff, um, they're on the weird donut space station. Uh, why <laughs> does Cooper steal the spaceship? They would give him one, right? Right. Like, why become an intergalactic criminal? Like, he sneaks through with the TARS and steals it, and I'm just like, why? You know, like, if you told the people that, like, hey, there's an astronaut stuck in space, we need to go get them, you think they would do that? Why does he come back so fucking shady? He comes back from a black hole like a completely different person. He's like, fuck it, I'm pursuing a life of crime. <laughs> right, it's like, people, like, you're on a space station named after your daughter. He's a fucking space cowboy, damn it. Preach. 
fucking preach. <laughs> I just thought I, I don't I, I don't know if I just didn't catch that the first time around, but this time around I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, what are you doing, man? <laughs> like you... <laughs> All right, let's remake this movie. Oh, let's, man. let's ruin this movie that we <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, so rom com. We focus on uh, Cooper, not Cooper. Um, We're uh, making it so same name uh, characters, different actors, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think this one focuses because uh, Cooper doesn't really have a love interest in this film. True. He's too cool. Uh, yes. Cool guys don't have girlfriends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wait, let me think about all Christopher Nolan films. Honestly, uh, I never knew that happened. <laughs> uh, Tenet, no one's dating anyone. The two main characters aren't. Oh, He's I mean, so basically true. the whole story of Inception is like about him pursuing his wife. That is true. Okay, that's the one cool guy. But he doesn't have a... He had a wife. He's also arguably the least cool guy in that movie. That is true. <laughs> He's just surrounded by people that are way cooler than him. Tom Hardy, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, that guy that's driving the van. Yeah, you right. I say more? <laughs> you're right. Um, all right, so rewinning this movie, remaking it. Um, do we? Okay, I don't think Christopher Nolan does rom-coms. I think we yeah. can find another another director uh, who's good. At, who's a good rom-com director? Can this be about uh, John Lithgow? It could be. <laughs> and his wife in their generation. It, it, it could well, it's be. A remake. It's supposed to be a remake of this. It's same supposed to be idea, a remake. Right? So it's same same thing, but I think it's... Uh, we don't have any of the time goofiness. We're not even calling it goofiness. I think that was the most interesting part of Interstellar is the time stuff. Uh, but yeah. I, that's Christopher Nolan's thing. So I think we just really focus on... Uh, Murph, whose dad left her at this point. <laughs> yes, she I think, think Yeah, go ahead. Judd, Judd Apatow. I was thinking about that. Judd Apatow's out there. Um, I was thinking also John Hughes. I'm gonna need more than the name, I guess, for that one. Uh, Breakfast Club. Okay, okay. Uh, Ferris Bueller's, uh, Day Off, 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink. Pretty much any movie okay. that came out of the 80s. So you're thinking old school rom-com. All right, I like yeah, that Yeah, but a Judd Apatow, yeah, is also great. Um, so yeah, John Hughes is producing the new Interstellar. Well, directing the new Interstellar. Um, he also, so the per- director and writer of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, uh, Breakfast Club. God, nice. he, he so so a astronaut is married, and, and he... He loves his wife very much. We also much. have to bring Christmas into the summer. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, Christmas. Oh, okay. So, yeah. an astronaut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves yeah. his wife very much. Okay. It's the summertime. Things are yeah. great. They're set to depart for uh, the moon uh, in the end of July. July 31st. That's their that's their send-off date. But on the 4th of July, old uh, professional husband astronaut, he friggin' breaks his leg. Uh, wakeboarding. Oh, so wakeboarding. they spend they spend the next thirty days in love and in sadness because you know she can't just not go to the fucking moon because you broke your right. leg, you idiot. So exactly. So he's uh, sad and uh, uh, all that. So she 
goes to the fucking moon because she's a professional and didn't break her leg. And right. uh, he works his ass off for the next six months, recoup, gets his leg up, gets recoup. in the centrifuge, fucking blah, 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 all the G-forces. He practices. He becomes the peak astronaut for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He will celebrate under a tree. He will kiss the love of his life under a tree on the moon. <laughs> but how does time travel involve? How does how does... How does this save humanity? That's part of Interstellar. Um, I thought it was a rom-com. It was. It's a rom-com, but we still have to bring some Interstellar into this. I like it, though. What if... Uh, just what save if... the world. Just save the world. Uh, the, 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 the wife astronaut, pew, into space, trying to find a planet habitable. Um, oh, yeah, but it's still a rom-com, so it's really funny for some reason. It's like, haha, we only can eat corn for some reason. There's a lot of dishes with corn. I don't know why that's not brought up in Interstellar enough. That's kind that of funny. actually was really funny because they're eating corn on the cob. There's corns. She's like, more souffle? And the kid's like, no. And she's like, eat your fritters. And it's like, <laughs> wait, corn souffle, corn on the cob, corn fritters. Okay. You can eat only corn and live. I don't know. You can I don't eat like corn syrup. Real. Um, I don't think that's real. But anyway, uh, so a lot of corn jokes. Um, <laughs> this is going to be one corny movie. Um, there's a ghost, and the, the ghost is like, the the husband astronaut is like getting all his friends together. Like, there's a ghost, they're drinking together, because obviously this is like a rom-com, so there's like the guy and all his buddies, and they're like overreacting, and they're really dumb, because all the rom-coms just have like buddies and dudes being I broke my as fucking as leg wakeboarding. <laughs> exactly, they're just <laughs> drinking corn-based beer. Um... Uh, and which is is that just ethanol? This it's is just, hops on a cob. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, and they, they they find a ghost, and there's like a subplot where like they become ghost hunters for a bit in this house, and they find out that uh they have the coordinates in binary to get to the wife, and then it becomes a buddy thing. Like you need to go get her, man. You know, like that whole like trope in like rom coms where like get they the break girl. up. Yeah, they get the girl tropics up. You're not running down an air, like a sky dock or sky deck at an airport. You're just like getting Murph! in the spaceship. Murph! Murph! <laughs> and uh, they, she, he blasts off and he meets her on in planet on the moon. On, on, on the moon. Oh, planet, whatever. Planet. Planet. It has to be something stupid like Dr. Man or like Lazarus. <laughs> Why the fuck is that dude's name Wolf? If you look at all the names in Interstellar, they're really dumb. Wolf Edmonds, like what the fuck? That was just so that they could have a uh, a name that stood out in conversation. There was someone whose name was Boots. I saw that. Who the fuck was even I don't Boots? No, I don't even know who Boots was. Uh... As Boots, Francis X McCarthy. It looks like we don't have any photos or quotes yet. That's because nobody knows who the fuck Boots is. <laughs> um, Michael Caine is there for some reason. Maybe he's the go-getter. He he's the go-getter. He recites a poem three times for some reason. Makes um, a funny joke. Yeah. And then eventually our astronaut guy gets the astronaut girl as they're on a desolate planet. Lazarus. Uh, on Christmas, <laughs> and it begins snowing for some reason on this planet, and that's how they know that they can have life here, because it's snowing liquid water, and it's snowing water, liquid water? It's just a liquid water. <laughs> you mean snowing. water? Well, I mean water. <laughs> um, and that's Interstellar by uh, John Hughes. Boom. Woo! Ruined. Movie ruined. Take, take that, that, Christopher movie. Nolan. <laughs> take uh, that. Take that. Uh, 
Yeah, so uh, that was Ruining Movies, everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, thank you guys, chat, for voting on that. Whoever voted a holiday movie, thank you so much. That was great. Um, and yeah, uh, next week we do not have Ruining Movies. I take off the last week of every month to work on personal stuff. Um, so we will be back here August 3rd. Uh, I was like, it's such July 3rd. It's like, look at my calendar. I was like, wait, where's July now? Um, and we will be kind of staying. We're kind of breaking the rule of threes a little bit here, uh, but not okay. really because we're moving to kind of more of a summer film. I feel, in my opinion, uh, a comedy, if you will, from the eighties, uh, but still has to deal with time travel. Uh, we are going to go on a most bodacious, excellent adventure as we watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Woo! one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> if you guys. Haven't heard my uh, endings of anything I ever do. It's be excellent to each other because uh, that movie rules and it's a good message. <laughs> Most bodacious journey, Bill. And I'm I'm excited and it's also going to give me um, a reason to watch uh, all three of them because I've not seen the new one yet. Uh, it'll also give me a reason to put Keanu on ruining movies. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I truly love Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's such a good That's film. Awesome. Yeah, I haven't uh, seen it since I was a wee lad. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. It's so funny that Keanu Reeves went from Bill and Ted to now he's just John Wick and Matrix. Right. Um, really is. Another great person. Uh, but yeah, I'll be able to watch Bill and Ted's uh, Excellent Adventure, their bogus journey. And then uh, I've not seen Face the Music yet, which is the third film that came out last year. But I heard it's pretty good. That's what I heard too. Um, so yeah, that was the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, you can watch us live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Come join, come talk, um, comment on our YouTube page and our YouTube clips. Um, like uh, earlier, we kind of talked about the, the people and their ideas for colonial slashers. So if you have ideas, send them and we'll talk about them. I think um, that's what this podcast is. It's a movie, it's a podcast with people who love movies, who like to talk about movies. And if you guys like to talk about movies and like movies also, Let's talk about it. Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, so let's do some plugs and get out of here. Uh, Shane, take it away. You can catch me live at twitch.tv slash bring the shame. That's it. I play nice. Minecraft and do other fun stuff. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, you can catch me at twitch.tv slash farmgoat. Uh, Mondays, me and Shane do dummies play where we play co-op games. Uh, we recently just finished uh, the It's a Pirate's Life uh Pirates of the Caribbean crossover with Sea of Thieves. We finished all the like tall tales, um, which was really fun, really cool. Um, and if you want to see those, uh, go to Farm Goat Plays. That's my YouTube channel, um, where you will be able to find the videos of us playing that. So if you don't catch the stream live, uh, you can go check out that YouTube channel. I'm also posting uh, some other games I've been playing and stuff. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you can also go to Ruining Movies at YouTube. Um, not at like the ad sign at YouTube, go to YouTube and type in ruining movies where you'll find a bunch of clips and all the pa past uh, episodes of this podcast. You can also find it on Spotify and really anywhere you get podcasts except iTunes, but who uses iTunes? Um, and, and, and that's it. Uh, I'll have more announcements on my other YouTube channel. Um, but, uh, I'm currently working on that. So I don't really have much to talk about there and yeah, that's it. Uh, so we will see you guys in two weeks as we talk about Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. We'll talk about the movie news. Uh, the good thing about uh, all these two weeks break, two week breaks, is we usually have a lot to talk about those episodes. True. So we'll have a lot to talk about. And yeah, um, that's it. Uh, be excellent to each other, everyone. See you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>